And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it's Adrian Chenault. And this is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. And we're going to have some fun today. I love these guys. They're disruptors. They are entrepreneurs. They're venture capitalists. They are angel investors. And they are very handsome men. But before, guess what? I just got found out. What's that? I'm now back on the board of the Association of Network Marketing Professionals. They had a great big vote today. And I was unanimously voted back on. So that is the fourth time I've quit and the fifth time I've come back with my tail between my legs. I'm very, very happy and I'm petulant, but I'm always remorseful when I go back. So we're going to have a huge event. It's going to be unbelievable. I heard today that they also voted in Jesse Lee Ward. Congratulations oh, to her. Here we go. And John Melton. Add that to Ray Higdon, Garrett McGrath. What's the name of those guys that are the hot shots that put on the events? I can't. Sage. Sage Productions. I mean, it is going to be epic. So all of you that are network marketers, this is going to be huge. But that isn't why we're here today. We're here today to talk about a couple of guys that are pretty cool. And it's I don't call people pretty cool. But for those of you that saw me break my neck on more than one occasion the other day on that dang unicycle, <laughs> wife wanted to kill this guy. She finally, she saw me fall off like five times and she said, okay, good. I'm going in. I'm closing the blinds. We've got those electric blinds. She shut down the whole house and waited for the ambulance. And then she was just <laughs> a little sniper rifle and plug Rick one time. But I lived through it and it was Rick who flies all over the place at 35 miles an hour on an electric unicycle. The guy went from pretty doggone cool to my idol. And I now know I can do it and I'm going to buy one of those things. No, you're not. So, isn't that cool? <laughs> Good choice, Adrian. Yeah. So, Mo, hello, Mo. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I saw I the video. Never... It was it was very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the, it, yeah, it was funny, and because of the unbelievable uh, video production ability of Rick, I that mean, was cool. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And I love the babes in the bikinis. So, any of you that haven't seen it. <laughs> Go to TikTok or YouTube, and it's there so you can watch it. But inside of that, how are you, Rick and Mo? What's cooking? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, thank you for having us. Um, and, and it was not my skills in editing. I, I hired a guy um, overseas, and three hours later, he had it all edited. So that was all I did was, was point and click. And actually, I, I didn't find it funny so much as inspiring. Um, you know, the number of attempts and, and your constant progress, uh, those were actually all in order. Uh, so the number of attempts that you gave it and the commitment to it, that, that I think that there's a story there. But, um, you know, you went for it and you, you made it happen. And I actually fell off of it and kept it going. And he goes, yeah. I've done this a lot of times and I've never seen anybody quite that uncoordinated look so coordinated. So that was quite <laughs> exciting too. So I just want to thank you. Uh, I love trying new things, uh, bungee jumping, skydiving, anything to do with adventure and thrill. I'm, I'm usually up for, and my kids aren't overly happy with a 70 year old grandfather doing it, but what the heck? There's a lot of video evidence for, uh, yeah. for, the, for that statement. <laughs> there, there truly is. So let's go to the disruptor part of that because, you know, I know you now. And I know some friends of yours whose name we won't mention today. But, 
you have got some really, really cool friends. Some of the deepest thinker friends that I know, one of them being Robert White, one of them being Joby Weeks, you guys know some serious people. So then I heard that you're having a luncheon down in Denver in a club built in 1902 with an exclusivity ratio of about 99 on a hundred on a scale of 100 called the mile high club of which we weren't invited to lunch, but Robert white was. So I'm a little pissed off about that, but you guys, are, you guys are amazing, amazing human beings. And so we want to know more about you. So Rick, who the heck are you? Who am I? <laughs> well, at every moment in time, I'm trying to think deeply about the next move. But I don't worry about after that too much. Like, like I have a big goal. I know I want to get there. And, but then I focus on the next move. And so I'm just constantly trying to improve what I've got going. And so it's, it's really a story of um, constant improvement than anything else. It, it's, it's just, if you keep on improving, then you discover things you wouldn't have discovered any, any other way. Well, what I love about you, because for those of you that have no clue as to what he just said, and me either, here's what he does. <laughs> he sees something and he sees a way to make it better. And whether it's the political landscape with the left and the right, and he goes, you know what? If everybody came to the middle and just had dialogue powerfully and communicated inside of what the political structure was really set up to be, we wouldn't be, we'd have the dialogue, but we wouldn't have these problems because the goal would be uniting, not dividing. And he started something called the Million Man Martyrette March or something like that, that he's going <laughs> to literally get, I don't know the name of it, I can't remember it. Uh, and he's literally going to buy one of those Sprinter vans, put a big TV in it and a bed, and he's going to travel the country speaking to what he believes to be true powerfully. Mm -hmm. I wish I had that kind of courage. So then he finds this guy, Palestinian of all things, says, I love this guy. And they become the dearest of friends. Mo has started more businesses than most of us ever will. He puts his money where his mouth is. He's won a few. He's lost a few. He just bought a giant building. And instead of turning it into some metropolis for rich people, he's turning it into a homeless center because the guy is a class act. So these two guys, we wanted on the show because I think their hearts are bigger than their brains. <laughs> and something. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So where does that, I'll start with you, Rick. Where, okay. where does that come from that you, you know, I, to take these big swings and you've been taking really big swings at big problems for at least as long as the internet's been around. And I'm sure even longer than that, where, where does that drive in that vision come from inside you? Well, my personality type is um, I, I am a um, I'm a uh, I'm a thinker, okay, and and more than that, I, um, I I'm a conceptual thinker. So I, I like to figure out how things fit together. So you can think of it as a problem solver, basically. Okay, I like to solve problems, but but to be specific, I don't solve problems by trial and error. I solve problems by trying to think very deeply 
and understand the truth about the problem, the deeper truth. So I'm always thinking. And one of the side effects of always thinking in that way is I'm always rethinking. Now, what I mean by that is I'm always doubting myself in, in a positive sense. I'm always questioning my current beliefs because how can you improve your beliefs if you don't change your beliefs? How can you change your beliefs if you're not willing to question your beliefs? So I am, um, unlike most people, I think, I am willing to question my own beliefs and say, what am I missing? Uh, so when I, like when I'm in a negotiation with someone, uh, and I just experienced this in the last uh, couple of weeks, when I'm negotiating a business deal with someone and, uh, you know, I, I have an idea of what they might want or whatever, but then let's say I come up with a counterproposal and they reject it. And it's like, no, we're getting farther apart. Forget it. <laughs> okay. Well, that to me tells me that I missed something. Right. So some people would say, well, we, you know, they're jerks or they don't get us or whatever. My assumption, my first assumption is I miss something about them. And so I go back to them and say, what am I missing? <laughs> and I'll just say it like that. Like, like, like I tried to give you a proposal that you would love and you didn't. So what am I missing? And that kept the negotiation alive and we closed the deal um, yesterday. So, uh, so I'm always questioning myself in a, in a, in a strong sense, not, not in a weak sense. I'm always trying to improve my understanding. That that's what drives me. There you go. And do you think that that in that thinking way of being has that like does that is that always how you've been since you were a young yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my my mom will tell you the stories. Uh, uh, so back when I was like two or whatever, other kids would play with blocks by smashing them together, maybe stacking them up but I would organize them by, by color or, or whatever. So I was always like organizing things and, and yeah. finding the patterns and, you know, the, the, the conceptual connections between all these things. But I, so I often find the kid that isn't smashing things and is instead organizing them into light colors is not necessarily the one out there on the front line, taking the huge kind of risks that you have taken in your yeah. career. And so how have you had to really steal yourself to do that? Is that part of your DNA too? Where did that come from? Well, I think the first moment as, as like, like, I don't know when I was six, but when I was 16, when I, when I had a job, I was, I was the, um, the stock boy in a little, in a little one person warehouse. Like I was the only guy in the warehouse, right. Um, for this, a little electronics warehouse company. And I, I, I overheard at the top of the stairs the owner was talking to a computer programmer and, and at the time minimum wage was three thirty-five an hour. Okay. Um, and I'm not, that's what I was making. I was making minimum wage three thirty-five an hour. And, but I overheard my boss or the owner of the company talking to a computer programmer uh, about creating an inventory control program. Um, ironically to help me organize my inventory that I was in charge of. And, and, they were talking about this guy being paid $35 an hour, which was like, you know, a million dollars to a high school kid. <laughs> so after they, after the guy left, I went upstairs and I, I, I said to, to the owner, um, uh, I, I could do that program for $35 an hour. <laughs> and, and my boss said, 
you could do that for $35 an hour? I said, yeah, I could do that for $35 an hour. And he said, well, then you can do it for $3.35 an hour. <laughs> and, and, and I said, and I said, yes. I said, yes, because that was the win. That got me out of the stock boy business and into the computer programming business uh, as a 16-year-old. And I wrote the program, and he loved it. And the guy who lost the deal to a 16-year-old quoting minimum wage came back to review my work because there's no way it could be good. He was counting on finding all these problems and then getting the contract after that. But he loved my work. So, so then guess what I did? In front of my boss... I talked to this guy and said, how about if you give me a job for $7 an hour? And he said, yes. (laughs) We got to take a break. So we're going to take this break and we're going to come back right after this. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault on the Genesis Communication Blowtorch Network. All right. Quick little reset here, and then we got a, a, a quick segment next. And okay. so this is going to be this is going to be awesome. Sorry, I was looking at you guys. I wasn't looking at the chat. No, you're, you're great. Good. You're all good. So yeah. Mo, I want to pivot to you and, and learn a little bit of your background, and then we'll uh, we'll dig into what you guys are collaborating on after that. Okay. Oh sure. All right. Awesome. So we're coming back in three, two. And we're back. This is the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault. We've got Rick and Mo with us. And these guys, I love. I mean, they are disruptors. They are very strange bedfellows. I just look at the two of them and they just don't even look like they would be deep, deep thinking business partners. But that's certainly what they are. And Mo's story is as compelling as Rick's, wouldn't you say? I, I would, and I know even less of it, which makes me happy because we're going to get to learn some more. So, Mo, were you born in Palestine? I was, yeah. I was born in Jerusalem, and uh, at seven years old, I uh, had a dream to come to the U.S. to follow the American dream. And uh, so once I finished high school, I applied for a visa to come and become a student here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then uh, I was one of two lucky people who got visa that day out of hundreds who applied. Wow. So, so that was uh, an excitement moment, reborn again. And then I uh, moved to San Francisco where I became a falafel maker while I'm going to school. And then uh, so I, I know how to make really good falafel. <laughs> That's a good skill to have. <laughs> yes, yes. A- and then I, uh, I start uh, doing driving a taxi cab in the city. So I learned the city very fast, and, uh, and that's how it started. So I will go to school in the morning, pick, pick up clients in my way to school, and then after school, I will just drive people around. Uh, so I got my associate degree from San Francisco State University. Uh, then I moved to Denver, where I graduated from CU Denver. And I started my business career in 2009, 2010. Um, I started an accounting firm and uh, grew it from there and uh, sold a portion of it last year or two years ago. It's been two years ago. Uh, Along the way, I invested in multiple businesses. And my motto and my investment is I don't need cash for my services. I need equity. And if I deliver and I can get you to where you want to be, then you pay me. We all get paid. 
with equity, no cash accepted. And that worked really well uh, in the past 10 years journey. Uh, One of the companies we were able to take it almost public in Canada, but we got acquired before we went public because of the noise we made. Um, So that's one of the success stories that, that I had along many other businesses. Congratulations. And, and I love that model of saying, I, you know, I, I'm going to back myself to create value. I'm not going to ask for money up front. Let's go create a huge win together. Did you, how did you arrive? How, like, how did you come upon that model? Um, I, I actually uh, have a long-term vision of, of building wealth and, and building businesses that helps the community that we live in. And the way I saw it being an accountant, uh, you get paid a lot of people short term thing. They they think short term and they want a quick cash. For me, I was making good cash from my business. So I wanted to build a legacy. And the only way to build a legacy is take more risk and think long term. And if I'm going to get engaged in a business and get paid for it, I better believe in it that it's going to win. Otherwise, don't get involved in it. So I knew if I'm going to get involved, I'm going to put it, put it all out and, and, and make sure it's a success story. So you jump in the foxhole with people, not companies necessarily. And that's why you just absolutely fell in love with Rick. And we're going to talk yes. about his new project on the other side of this. But I'm telling you, these guys are going to change the world because they're disruptors. And I'll never forget when we walked into, I'm sitting in... Um, Red Frog Coffee. And I'm talking to a guy named Duke Rumley and I'm telling him about contact mapping and Duke's rolling his eyes because he didn't want to hear about contact mapping. He wanted to pitch me on his uh, nonprofit. So he's half listening. I'm talking loud and I'm talking the next, the people at the table next to me, there's a farmer and he goes, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. I got a flip top phone. I got all the friends I need. You're full of bullet buddy. And the other guy sitting in the chair was a guy named Dr. Rick Manelius from Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And he looked up and he said, you know what? I think it's brilliant, except he cusses a lot. And he also <laughs> said, I think that all these companies, Salesforce, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the CRMs need a massive disruption. And I believe you guys are just the guys to do it. Can I have a job? And that's how that all began, because it was just like you two, same thing. You bet the jockey, not the horse at the beginning. And all of a sudden, everybody looks back and go, man, that Mo is a genius. But I'll tell you one thing right now. It's all sweat and work until you get there. Are we ready to get out of here for a break? Uh, We got another 30 seconds. Take it away. This is such an awesome conversation. These two guys, what they're working on next is going to blow your mind. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. So make sure you stick around with Rick Raditz and Mo Adwan. You're gonna have to correct me if I've mispronounced or butchered your name, but this is an awesome conversation. You're watching the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian and Tom Chenault and stick around for a minute here. We'll be right back after the break. All right. And anybody that knows Greg Ryder, tell him we're talking about him like crazy. What's his, what's our swag site? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This uh, swag.contactmapping.com. Swag.contactmapping.com is the connector to us with these two guys. Here I live in Denver 
all my life and I don't know Rick Raditz and I could not get close to him if I did, unless I did, unless I had a connection. And it took a guy all the way from California that I've known for 40 years to hook me up with Rick, who hooked me up with Mo. And it's all Greg Ryder. And he's now the guy. The minute we realized how powerful Greg was, we hooked up and he's now doing our T-shirts at swag.contactmapping.com. Pretty darn cool. Pretty good break. That was a pretty, that was a 45 second, 30 second break. So we're going to add another 30 seconds and we're going to come back to the show in just a second here. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It is Adrian Chenault and it is Rick Raditz and Mo Adwan. And you guys need to know that these guys are disruptors and they decided to take a big bite in the world of disruption because they're going to take a swing at disrupting not only Zoom, but Clubhouse right now. You excited enough? I, I'm super excited. And I want to set it up because I I heard about this through our mutual friend, Greg Ryder, who is so excited about what these guys are doing. And I'll tell you what, man, to, to go and disrupt Zoom in the first instance, let alone all the other things that the platform that these guys are creating is already touching and is going to touch is one heck of a tall order. And I, I be the first to admit, I was extremely skeptical that somebody that was some upstart was going to step up to the plate and going to create something different that stood out. And these guys are doing it. And so they've got a new company. It's called Meetin. Uh, and we'll show, we'll throw up a link here in a second so you can go in and set up an account for free with these guys. But it is incredible. And it needed, this needed to happen. And the more I've heard them talk about it, the more I've come to understand how badly it needed to happen. And so whoever wants to start first, talk about what inspired you to create this and why this is such an important idea right now. Well, what inspired it is just the marketplace. I mean, I was already in the conference call business. I had a company that was specialized in large conference calls. So we would do like 30,000 person conference calls and that type of thing. And uh, and, and we do small ones too. We, we, we do everything. But um, uh, way back in 2013, I, I could tell that video on the web was going to be the eventual winner. And so um, my partners at the time disagreed because we were making so much money with the audio conference and, and so on. So uh, we, we, I kept, kept pushing them and finally it became clear I had to buy them out. So I bought them out. And, and then I, um, I used the, the cash from the business to start uh, working on this new competitor uh, called Meetin, M-E-E-T-N as in Nancy, Meetin. I think of it as a uh, as a redneck Zoom. You go to the meeting. Um, <laughs> no, no doesn't like that 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 way of talking. I don't mind that, Mo. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just for fun. It's a redneck Zoom. You can't forget it. Meeting.com. But anyway, um, so I started working on meeting because I knew that that would be the replacement for our, my my current product. And uh, a couple of years later, boom, we've got something. Now, in terms of like like how do you decide to tackle what seems to be an un winnable war against a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar company now? Well, the answer is there's always room for competition. I mean, you have to be quite the pessimist to think that, you know, your kids and grandkids just don't even have a shot at the world because it's already done, <laughs> you know? So you project that forward or backwards uh, to your own life and there's always room for competition. 
There's always a little twist you can put on it to make it better for this group of people. And if I think back to my early career, you know, I was in the video hosting business, the audio hosting business, the web page hosting business, the conference call hosting business. And at the time, there were free versions, free versions of my product in, um, in all of those different categories. How do you compete against free? Well, you offer a slightly better product. So um, I had made all of my money by competing in, in you know, what they call red ocean businesses. And so I'm a red ocean guy. I, if there's competition, that means there's a healthy marketplace. I want to go and win in that marketplace. There you go. What's really cool about that is I was watching Ty Lopez for three hours the other day trying to figure out NFTs and all the stuff these guys are doing. But he said, you know, he bought Pier One, he's bought Radio Shack, and he's on the front of everything. And he and Grant Cardone and Elon Musk, and they said, you don't have to be first. You have to be best. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. And that's what's and that's the same thing with us in contact mapping. You don't have to be first. You have to be best. And if you're best, you win. And the name of the game is those guys that were first are showing you how not to do it. So that's that's way overrated being first, right, guys? Well, I mean, it's nice to be first. But whenever I was first, I had to explain so much. I had to explain why you should even care. And whenever I was not first, people already knew why they should care. They just wanted to know how was I 10% better. They didn't need me to be 1,000% better. As long as my product was 10% better, then I could justify twice the price. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the economics of it. So it's also I, I just try to constantly improve and eventually find a way to be 10% better. So these rooms that you give people for free hold how many people? Um, up to 100. Okay, good. And then if you really step it up to 50 bucks a month, how many people? Oh, uh, 10,000. <laughs> and, 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 and we're going to be bumping that up to 100,000 pretty soon here in about, yes. about a month or so. And I don't think I've ever... Well, actually, I spoke in front of 176,000 people on a similar platform with Eric, but that sure as heck wasn't me. That was a whole room full of people. This thing's given you the ability right now to, to have 10,000 people on a Zoom. You yeah. could do some serious stuff if you'll pop that up. And that's what, 50 bucks a month? Yeah. Pretty yep. incredible. What else sets you apart? Well, it, it really, it's mainly just the ease of use. It, it's, it's, it's all the little details. Um, uh, well, I, I kind of hinted at this earlier in the conversation that, that I, I, I'm a rethinker. I, not only do I think, I rethink, and I rethink, and I rethink. And, and, and that ties into an old saying that write, good writing is rewriting. Well, and good prioritizing is reprioritizing, and good thinking is rethinking. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I, again, it's all about constant improvement so that we can, we can just be a little bit better. Yeah. And that the cool thing about this thing, another thing that he just didn't tell you, and I can't believe it. I set him up for the home run and he just let that fat pitch go right down the middle of the plate. You don't have to download anything. You just click oh, okay. it. Yeah. And it's hysterical because well, I've been living on it all day long, every morning. So I just have it sitting there and I'm just telling people, 
you know, on an aside on another Zoom, I say, hey, I'm hanging around in this room. Just come over here. So they think they're going to click it and see what it's all about. And the next thing you know, they're staring at me going, what the hell yep. just happened? Yep. And that is so fun because there's none of that down. You know, old people especially don't know how to go to the app store and they don't know how to download anything. And this thing works like a charm on your computer and your phone. And the images are absolutely crystal clear the audience audio is unbelievable and they have this thing on there called the web popper and i am telling you for a maniac like me it's unbelievable because i've been playing with it the whole time and the minute somebody says something i just nail them with the web popper so instead <laughs> of confusion it's just everything about what you're doing is beautiful so what's that yeah i i i absolutely love it and Mo, I, I'm dying to hear your perspective. And I think we keep cutting you off, man. So yeah. Adrian, just wrote, here. Adrian just wrote me a note on his computer. <laughs> and it says, would you please be nice to Mo? <laughs> no, you guys are very awesome. Thank you. Um, no, I love the product. I, I, am, I am a huge believer from day one. The minute I learned about it, I start bugging Rick. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this. And he kept saying no. So what I did is what I do with everybody is I invited him to a really nice dinner <laughs> where he can't say no with some drinks. And I was like, I want to be in. And he said, yes. And it's funny that we're bringing that up because yesterday I saw the owner of the restaurant. He's a good friend of mine. He owns a sushi place. And I said, remember that day at your table when I convinced Rick and I told him to let me invest? He was like, yes. I was like, that was a really, really good meal. Thank you. <laughs> What's the name of the restaurant? Sushi Dance? It's, it's no, no, it's way better. It's called Mizu Sushi. Mizu Sushi. And, and it's in the Highland in Denver. Amazing oh. at, uh, atmosphere. You would love it. If you go there, just mention my name. <laughs> now he's pissed me off twice in a row. Uh oh. He's supposed yeah. to invite me to the Mile High Club with him. And he's supposed to have me go to Misu Zizu Sushi. And instead, Mizu, he's going to go, there, go there and use my name. Why <laughs> am I so embarrassing no, no. to you, bro? How about this? I'll invite you to both, and I'll go with you to both on me. All right. That makes me <laughs> yeah. But no, I love the product. I'm, I'm an early believer in it. And since then, I, 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 uh, I joined Rick, and we've been talking every single day, working together to develop this amazing product. Mm -hmm. I love the streaming functionality of it, too, as well, where you can stream uh, on multiple platforms at once. Also, you have the business meeting side of it. So it combines multiple software together. Um, and it's cheaper, easier to use. It's an amazing product. I'm, I'm a huge believer. And just the fact that you and Rick are partners is very, very big to me. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, I was on the air somewhere and I gave away a sweatshirt to uh, Emmy. Yeah. Emmy. And she is Brandon Barnum's good friend. And she's adorable. And I gave her a sweatshirt. Adrian called me on the phone and said, Dad, I need a credit card for that sweatshirt. So you are him. Adrian's a chartered financial analyst who knows where every penny ever spent is. And I just throw money at everything. But Rick needs you like I need Adrian. Otherwise, we're out of business. So I'm really happy to see that. And the secret to a successful business relationship, it's always you don't have to be right, but you have to allow yourself to accept the other person's opinion 
and allow them to discover that you were right. <laughs> He's talking to you. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, the, I, I do discussion helping you to come around to the point of view that I was right. That's yeah. Here's what I will tell you. Adrian worked for me until I was 65 years old. And now the last five years I've worked for Adrian and it is not easy. I want you to know <laughs> it is as much ego swallowing and pride swallowing and humiliation as I will. I have gone through in my whole life. That but the, is hardly true. At the end of the day, you just hit the nail on the head. 99% of the things that he was coming down on me about, he was right about. And well, you know, you, an old dog learns new tricks and it's hard to unlearn them. And this kid's really, really helped me. And I want to thank you for that in front of these guys. <laughs> All right. That's a big statement. The beatings have continued and evidently morale has improved. So thank goodness for that. <laughs> uh, I, I love what these guys are doing. And uh, I'll throw the link up here one more time so, so you can go and, and check out what they're doing. Uh, but wait till after the show, you jerks. So wait, <laughs> don't be going there until we're done talking. That's right. That's One right. more. <laughs> but it's it, there's such a such a value in that ability to create that immediate experience for somebody that says, "Hey, like, let's jump on a call. Here's my link." They, it's like click, click, and they're in. They're they're talking to you, right? It's not go find this software, download it, sign up for all this stuff, jump through this hoop, jump through that hoop. And that is a really important, powerful thing. And so I'm, I'm very optimistic about what these guys are creating from what I've seen and from knowing, you know, it's always about the team of people that are behind anything, especially when it's something big like this. So super, super excited about that. We've got to take one more break here on the Legacy Leadership Show. This is Adrian Chenault with Tom Chenault, Rick Raditz, Mo Adwan, and we'll be back right after this. All right. All right. Can you guys tell that I've been trying to sneeze for like an hour? Oh, it's the worst. Oh, it's just the worst. <laughs> you know, your nose is just like ready. And nothing. That, oh, man. Now it's gone because it's the break, of course. You guys are beautiful. And we love you. And we're going to make this thing. You know, now this goes out on 550 radio stations. So, oh, wow. yeah, this is going to keep moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to come back in five seconds. Here. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We have got an unbelievable one segment left. And what you heard on the very beginning was these guys were disruptors. And what the truth of the matter is, is that Eric has been a political scientist, so to speak, for the last 13 years of his life, alongside doing all these businesses, because he's so deeply concerned about what's going on, not just in the United States, but in the world. And this platform that he built, he needed to build for his mission. And I am telling you, you want to listen to him, whether you're on the left or the right, because he's bringing people together toward the middle instead of farther out the other direction. Uh, he spent a lot of time with my wife, who is a very opinionated one side or the other political, you know, she's one of those. And she left there and she goes, Tom, I really love that guy. So Rick, Take it away. Tell people what you're really up to on this planet, the change oh, yeah. you're going to affect, and the sprinter van, because the homeless guy that lives upstairs in my office was very fascinated about that, John Farragher, because he lives in his truck, and he thinks that's the Rolls Royce of... Oh, yeah. You if, if you're going to be homeless, that's the way to be homeless. Is yeah. Not? Talk yeah. about it. Sprinter extended van. Yeah. So in, in 2006... Our political divide just got to me. I couldn't take it anymore. And I realized I couldn't sit on the sideline anymore. And so that's where I, I put my business in the hands of my employee. 
or employees. And I got started talking to people left, right and center about politics and political philosophy and what we should do and, and so on. And, and after 15 years of those kinds of conversations and with my constantly rethinking my own beliefs, rethinking, 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 I've, I've come up with a way to extend the laws of economics to all human action, to all aspects of society. Now, that, what does that mean? What it means is we now know how, how to govern. <laughs> it's just the laws of economics. And it can get a little complicated, but it's not that complicated. And it ends up being moderate because we don't have to be perfect. We just have to constantly improve. That's the theme of disruption, I think, is constant improvement. And so we're launching a movement called One Million Moderates. That was the name that you, you couldn't quite, you almost got. I couldn't get it uh, out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, onemillionmoderates.org. Um, it's actually not officially launched yet. We're launching in about two months, but but there's a, like a placeholder website up there right now. Um, but so, so check it back out in uh, in two months, onemillionmoderates.org. And the idea is let's bring together people left, right, and center because moderates span the whole spectrum. Let's gather together people who are willing. That's why they're moderate because they're willing to have that conversation. And let's have a better conversation. And let's elect someone from among us to speak for us on podcasts, on the radio, on news programs, and so on. And let's add this third strong voice to American politics that doesn't exist right now. Um, and so that's one million moderates. How do you like those apples? Uh, I like them a lot. And I think that there is, you know, there's this lack of a home for such a huge swath of the the world out there that feels you know disconnected from what they see on tv and disconnected from all of the yelling and the gamesmanship and brinksmanship and all the crap that is just constantly happening and you know we're we're seeing how dangerous that kind of behavior and that kind of a, a paradigm of of the way that the world of politics has operated for a really long period of time can ultimately be and to have a, an alternative and to have a way for people to come together around that alternative, I think that's really what has been so badly missing is, you know, everybody says there needs to be a third party or there needs to be a this or there needs to be a that, but there hasn't been, no one has come up with a solution that has allowed for that to come about. And this has the makings of, of being that solution. It's really exciting. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. It, it, and, and a lot of people ask me, how the heck can you really ever make a difference in this way? I mean, it's just too big of a problem. But again, it's about constant improvement. If I can come up with a marketing campaign that gets me constant growth in, in membership and pays for itself, we just keep doing it and we keep growing. And, and eventually we become bigger than any one person. We become a movement and that's where we have a new voice and that's where we change the world. Well, we love you. And Mo, what do you think about it? You, I mean, you came out of Palestine. You know how it is to get people communicating because you're always in a, you know, you were, you grew up in that kind of battle and now you're over here in the same situation. People just need to get along. Is that right or wrong? I, I am a huge believer in that. And I think uh, solving the economic issue and the economic conflict um, is, is, is a key player here. And Breck has, has a plan to do that. In, so I'm a huge believer as a matter of fact, we would love to test this theory back there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and if it works, then it's a great. We, we, we could achieve uh, world peace. <laughs> Amen. That, that's, that's what we want. want. 
That wouldn't hurt. Yeah. All right. So no, next exactly. week. So here's what everybody needs to do now. You need to go to this meeting.com forward slash legacy. Get yourself a free website. Drive it around a little bit. Step it up if you want to. Second move is you don't want to join the ANMP. Can you put a website up for that? ANMP.com and join that because we're going to have a convention of epic proportion. And the third time is Margie Alaprandi next week. And she's doing some gigantic stuff with women all over the world. And I don't like timestamping this show, but it is International Women's Day. And so as a result of that, it's a perfect time to just give a shout out to all the great women changing the world while us men eat bonbons. Thank you for that. <laughs> See you yes. all next week. We got any time left? Yeah, we got another 30 seconds. So make sure you go check out meetin.com slash legacy. Thank you guys so, so much for being here with us today. This has been an Thanks awesome for having show. us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to see you at the sushi place in the Mile High deal, and it's going yes. to be great. We love you guys. Yes. All right. And you're going to bring that thing back down so I can learn how to ride it right. See you all next yeah, week. Absolutely. Absolutely. So long. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Claire? How'd you like that?